was researching a fun fact, uh -huh. and then a Led story unfolded. Wow, I love yeah. how that happens. Yeah. Okay, so you know those little iron, I think they're iron, those like little sculptures at the 14th Street, 8th Avenue Yeah, they're the station. little people carrying money bags and subway, they're subway, they're like anthropomorphized subway tokens, right? With like a Monopoly hat. I think they're cute. I always thought they were cute. There's one that's like, looks like a, a sewer cat yep. is lifting and an alligator is coming out, like biting yeah. one of them. Yep. And they're playful. And I just think they're funny and cute. So I was like, I wonder who did those. Yeah. Because I had to take the subway recently, which I rarely ever do. Right. So it's this guy named Tom Otterness. Uh-huh. It's like around my parents' age. He's from Kansas. He is one of the most prolific public artists ever. He has made millions of dollars doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. the, the name of that piece or those pieces, whatever, that installation is called Life Underground. Mm -hmm. He has works all over the city, all over America, all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so he's become very, very wealthy doing this. He even did um, a balloon for the, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade before. In this style or? No, he did a balloon. Yeah, but what, would, what was the balloon of? Oh, sorry, Humpty Dumpty. He's, and he's upside down. I wonder if they still use it. I feel like I've seen that Humpty Dumpty. Me too. Absolutely. Right? I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. He has, he has works in The Hague, Munich, Paris, Valencia, Venice, and he's based out of Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I think he got like $750,000 for that piece. That's what he basically typically makes per piece. It seems like sometimes seven figures. Yeah. He actually used to be like an independent punk artist in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Let me see. You know, what has he done? Uh -huh. So he used to make these these short films uh -huh. back then in the 70s. Stuff like he would film rats in a deli. Uh -huh. um, he would film boxing matches. They were supposed to feature real life aggression and violence. And his most notable one is called Dog Shot Films slash Shot Dog Film. Uh -huh. He adopted a dog out uh -huh. in Colorado, chained it to a stake and filmed himself shooting it. That's not adopting a dog. Right. He aired that to an unwitting audience in a Times Square theater. What a maniac. In 1978 on a loop. And people were freaked out. How did they, how did he get them in there? Like, what was it advertised as? I don't, I don't know. I don't, it, I mean, it was in the seventies in Times Square, maybe yeah. porn. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I mean, it could be anything. It could be so many different things. Ex some kind of like exploitation film, uh -huh. you okay. know? So it wasn't like a snooty crowd. Right. You know? Yeah. In fact, like in certain movies, I mean, dogs are one thing, but there's a bunch like you could see there's grindhouse stuff with animal mutilation in it. That is notorious for that. And it's some part of the draw for people. He had set up cameras and did flash photography of all the people coming out disgusted at one point, And they don't know how this happened. It uh, was inserted into a repeating program queue on Manhattan cable TV. What? Instead of the normal cartoon programming for children on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. That's really awful. 1978. Yeah. So then it causes instant outcry and for prosecution. But the issue is that he had shot the dog in Colorado. Uh -huh. So he hadn't committed a crime that they could prove anyway, um, because they never figured out who aired that on the Manhattan cable TV. Uh -huh. So he must have known somebody. Yeah. And Colorado wasn't going to extradite him because apparently it's only a misdemeanor to kill a dog. Fucked up. Really? In like, but animal, no, there's like different like animal cruelty laws, right? I mean, the girl from cruelty um, against animals. There's is. the girl from teen mom. 
her husband shot a little French bulldog that was hers because it scratched the daughter, shot it in the head with a fucking shotgun and then bragged about it and nothing happened to him. He didn't get arrested or anything. I mean, felony, aggravated cruelty to animals. This is at least in New York. Yeah. So, but it, I mean, probably in Colorado at that Could time be, it wasn't. Yeah. This section makes violent acts of cruelty against companion animals a felony. So of the film, he said to describe it, it's about fucking someone, getting fucked by someone. That's, that's what it's about. Running over someone, defeating someone, being defeated. They're the same thing. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Not really. Right. There's like shooting. The, if they were the same thing, then the dog could shoot you barely. So this got, it got written about, you know, at the time, but I think just in like really local papers here. And, you know, back then there wasn't, things weren't cataloged on the internet. You couldn't just like look something up about someone. So he went on to have this like crazy successful career written about by the times Uh and everything. The times did say he, it briefly mentioned when they did like a profile of him. When did they do that profile? 1997. Uh That he provoked a small scandal in 1980. That's it? Yeah. Nothing even about shooting a dog or anything? No, they said it was a seemingly uncharacteristic gesture that he has since declined to discuss. Oh, well, just leave the ball in his court. Right? Don't hold his feet to the fire or anything. It was brought back into public consciousness in 2004 mm. because... Because of this Humpty Dumpty thing. No? Uh, oh, maybe. The week the, It's the year before Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, but then he still got the Humpty... He still did it. Yeah. It was brought up by a journalist named Gary Indiana, which is weird because Gary is a city in Indiana. It is. <laughs> who criticized Otterness for the killing. Uh-huh. It just sort of, I guess, kind of snowballed and people were pissed and then they were, you know, demanding an apology. Mm-hmm. So finally, in 2008, he told the Brooklyn Daily Eagle, thir- he gave a statement to them. 30 years ago, when I was 25 years old, I made a film in which I shot a dog. It was an indefensible act that I am deeply sorry for. Many of us have experienced profound emotional turmoil and despair. You have made the mistake I made. I hope people can find it in their hearts to forgive me. Pretty good apology. It's a good apology, I thought, you know. I think in 2011, so it was like kind of after it had become Mm -hmm. like a scandal again. Mm -hmm. They rejected sculptures that he had made Uh for like Battery Park City. Mm -hmm. But but then it went fine after that. Then it kind of just picked up. All right. Yeah, he ended up getting a $750,000 central subway project for uh, San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency. Yeah. I mean, it is an isolated incident, it seems. Yeah, but it hasn't really affected him long term. It seems like it it hit his pocket. I don't know that it should is the thing. For a little bit. Like it it hit him for a little bit. I mean, it's a fucked up thing. And it's I mean, it's terrible. I'm glad that he had to take accountability for it yeah it's very strange the amount it almost it's so sadistic in a way it's like what's going on with that the fact the exposure to people the unwitting exposure to people is so cruel that's and that's the art that he did that i mean i feel like that's what he considers the art is that is the exploitation is like flipping people out like well exploiting them and then taking that as the art it's also it's but meta, but it's all. It also seems really terrible. It seems like sociopathic. To yes, me. and I. He says that he has a lot of anger issues and anger at himself and the world. Right, but you wouldn't guess it from his picture. Oh, let's see. Yeah, <laughs> he I just looks guess like it. some old hippie. hippie. He's yeah. smiling. Well, um, people can so, say multitudes. They could have long hair and attitudes. I. It's interesting. I found this even a better fun fact. 
In 2014, an, a freelance artist, his name is Andrew Titer, he added three illegal sculptures to Life Underground, uh-huh. the groupings in the subway. Illegal? Yeah, because he wasn't authorized to do it and he uh-huh. wasn't paid to do it, but uh-huh. he made them in the same style uh-huh. and he put them around like to fuck with Tom Otterness. Uh-huh. And one of them is a guy shooting a dog. Really? In the head. Yeah. Wow. I don't, but it doesn't say anything about whether or not they were removed. Right. So I guess they, can, I mean, I haven't seen them though. Yeah. I mean, I would, I guess I would remember if I saw one where a dog was shooting. I'm, I'm in that, that subway station quite a lot. Oh, okay. It's off the L, you know, it's, that's where, where it is. It's like the ACE, right? 14th street. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that is a lot of fun facts. Right. That's a whole fun fact story. It's a whole, it's a whole, yeah. it's a whole, whole it's, rabbit right, hole. Right. It's a story made of fun facts. Right. I I want to see Some the artist. less fun than others, I well, have to say. Sure. Shooting a dog, not the funnest of well, facts. Well, if all, if all facts are fun. Then none would be. Sorry? If all facts were fun, then none would be. You're the one who said you think all facts are fun. I know, but. I, <laughs> you don't believe it anymore. No, no. I do think that learning is fun. That will never change. So by extension, yes, all facts, all facts are some well, because I get anything that interests me. Interesting. I find, I guess. It's fun to fun be is, interested. Fun maybe isn't the right word for it, but I enjoy being interested in something. Like it yeah. gets me going. Right. Engagement. It, yes. Right. Yeah. Have you ever donated money to Wikipedia? Yeah. Me I think too. so. I, I mean, feel I like should feel really like I should important. donate more. I mean, I really use it heavily. Yeah. Everybody heavily. does. Every totally. day. I would it's, say it's, I, I read I just this morning for no reason at all. I was reading about how Mark Antony killed himself. You you saw you did you ever see that like TikTok about conservapedia or that there's that like Twitter account that like it's like Wikipedia but for conservative so no. it's like the lie version oh of my things. God. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Wikipedia is too truthful for these people. They need to have their own made up because it's not Wikipedia is not even biased. And also people do a really good job at hiding things on Wikipedia. You know, Jamila Jamil, none of that stuff about her broken arm or anything is, is also, on her Wikipedia anymore. There's also the thing with Kevin Powell. Remember Kevin Powell of right. the real world? Like there was the whole part of his Wikipedia about his yeah. botched politics career, his political career that was he ever elected? Mm-mm. When he said to a bunch of Orthodox Jews that he was going to bring home the bacon. bacon. (laughs) Wait, did you see? That was like specifically in his Wikipedia. And then when the real world homecoming came out, that was that had been deleted. Right. Because we we, because we covered the real world before for Wawa. Exactly. Before. And so we had already read read his Wikipedia. And (laughs) And then we went back and we were like, hey. Yeah. I do remain curious about his firing from from Vibe. Wait, did you see the thing that uh, first of all, there's still Kmart's in Australia. And uh-huh. um, they had to cancel. They were so, they sell ham bags, ham, H A M, ham bags, bags of ham. They do that. <laughs> they do that what throughout. Is it? What is it? <laughs> they do that throughout Australia. <laughs> what is it? It's a bag of fucking ham. But what? Are the, like a plastic bag? Is Any it kind. Canvas. Just, it's are, ham is it in a uniform, bag. But is it like pieces of ham or is it like slices? It's of like hams? a big. It's a big chunk of ham. It's like a, chunk a like of a, ham? like a you know like a like ham a spam. No, like a like on you like have a, for holiday, like on Easter or something, or right. Christmas, a Christmas ham. Yeah, and so they sell bags of that. Yeah, it's, there's a, not a whole ham in the bag. There's a whole ham. There's all it's a and it's chopped. No, it's, it's a ch- fucking ham. Why? Why is it in a bag? 
I, that's the way they sell it in Australia, and I guess it's really popular. They they do that. Is for, it like a loose bag? Is it like flapping around in there? Is it vacuum it. sealed? No, it's not vacuum sealed. <laughs> well, maybe it's vacuum sealed inside the bag. So they have decorative bags on the outside. Oh, this decorative thing. Yes. Well, no, Why? but they use it. It's like you give it as a gift. <gasps> I see. I see. You know, it's just like, like a customary. Christmas. Like it's a right. supermarket present. Like a fruit. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Got it. Like a fruit cake or something. Okay. I knew you bring nothing it to someone's house. I knew nothing about this. I was imagining a Ziploc bag that people were eating ripped up pieces of ham out of <laughs> initially <laughs> just like a grab and go bag of ham <laughs> a grab and go bag of ham <laughs> well so they they made these handbags and they had to take them off the market kmart's because kmart's on the outside it was all decorative and it said happy hamas <laughs> like hamas it was but like it ham, ham Christmas, yeah, like, like Christmas hammus. They they put them on the shelves after October seventh, by the no, way. No. And then they were like, ooh, and people got mad, and they were like, okay, we will remove these. Did, it made it that far. Wait, <laughs> was it? How did they spell it out? Which is H A M M A S or no? It was H A M dash A S, and then underneath it, it was M A S. Okay, okay. So the, the, you get the two M's. Yes, okay, but but, it, sure. but when you say it, when yeah. you re- the way you read it in your head, <laughs> you think it's Hamas. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. I'll show you a picture of the bag. Oh, it says Mary Hamas. Mary, I'm 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 seeing it now. Yeah, this was only four days ago that it was pulled. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Definitely. I could. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. Like some Jewish Australian Jewish association. They said, so we've politely written to West Farmers Corporate suggesting the product be pulled. <laughs> and then they did. Here's, I have something completely different that I want to ask you about. Okay. Hams? No. No. Uh, although somebody asked me the other day what my favorite ham, my favorite way of ham was. That's an interesting question, though. Well, I there's I've, ham a lot of I different ways. You know, and get off when Prince is like, I don't serve ribs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat meat. I don't serve ribs. When's the either. last time you ever had ham? I had. Wait, I mistaken- ham or pork? What, what's the be- What's your favorite way to have pork, or what's your favorite? Way but that to have was ham? my actually my feedback on that question was like ham. Don't you mean pork? Like, don't you mean the range of things? And then we there was a discussion about like what constituted ham because somebody was saying. Bacon and I Canadian was Canadian like, bacon is okay. ham. You want to know something? <laughs> Do you want to know something I learned on Friday? Okay. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure we'll hear <laughs> from somebody who's like, actually, it is friends of mine who are Canadian told me that in Canada, they don't have Canadian bacon. Like they don't wait. Well, they, they don't call it Canadian. Bacon. They don't call it Canadian bacon, but also that product doesn't really exist as such. So. Oh, Dan. Dan said it did. Dan, oh. my ex-husband's from Canada. Huh. Um, it's a big country. But Andre and Andrew, are they? What, yeah. you know, it depends on which coast you're from, because it seems like there's a lot of nothing in the middle, right? I well, it's like a lot of. I'm no, sure. I think it's sure they wouldn't say that. I, <laughs> I don't mean nothing. I mean it's like flyover country as it's referred empty to. Empty space. Right? Yeah. Well, it's probably not empty, empty, but yes, it's vast, I think a lot vast of it is and empty. wide. Yeah. I think a lot of it is well, unpopular. That's, good. that's nice. good for us. It's to, nice. Yeah, it's good for us to have. Good for us. I mean, us, us as a species. <laughs> As backup, you know, I always feel good about globally as the world. Yeah, as backup. As the world, you know, although overpopulation is actually not that was a completely like, um, a com- like a like a like a craze, a kind of like hysterical craze thing, and that's well, the WHO said like that's not an issue, and actually we're in decline. It's not. It's not really an issue, but in terms of 
the way that we use natural resources. Yes. If we that's true. If the if we had a lot less people, we could go on using natural resources like this yeah. for a very long time. Right. But because we have a lot of people, that's why, you know, climate change is like escalating and right. it's happening faster. Running out of oil even yes. you know, for people who like that. And also just the the making of so much plastic yeah. to accommodate all these people mm -hmm. and plastic is just forever. Yeah. Actually, the worst thing about not having enough people is that it's going to really like fuck up the economy because by the yeah. time we're older, there's not going to be enough people paying into Social Security to like cover. Yeah. Right. What were you going to ask me initially? Oh, wait. Let me. Oh, think. yeah. I was going to say what have, my favorite kind of ham oh, yeah. is. Okay. I don't, I don't like ham. Yeah. I, if there's ham at a party, but there's something else, I'm taking something else. I don't know why there'd ever be ham at a party. Dan you know? fucking loves ham. Canadians I, like ham. Yeah. He ham at Christ Easter and at Christmas, uh -huh. and I n never once made a ham for him. Maybe that's I, why I it feel didn't like work out. For, in my experience, when the ham comes out, the party is over. Oh, you know. Well, a lot of times it's like you know, like, some, like someone on the will just side sitting there ham with all pineapple <laughs> sticking into it. You know, right? Or sliced ham. I think a like, lot about sliced ham. Well, they they slice the ham. But I mean, uh, like like sliced like like like. Lunch meat, Deli yeah, lunch Una, meat that's Una's grade. favorite deli meat. But I remember it was mine at one point because I was very into bologna first. Yeah. And then ham and then turkey. Yeah, I never was into bologna. Oh, I always loved it. <laughs> I don't know if I've told this story on, on here, but when I think about this so much is one time Rich had this <laughs> job <laughs> when we were in college and he had he like babysat this little girl. Yeah. And he said that she took two bites. She folded a piece of bologna in half. And <laughs> she just, took two bites out of it. Just then, one. Just one. Oh, I thought she put it over her face and her no, eyes. No, she just held it up to one oh. eye and then look. She, you know, folded it in half, did a circle in it, and then like looked at me through the bologna. And I was like, this is vile. That's, <laughs> That's what you said. Disgusting. You're like, this vile little girl. <laughs> I totally remember doing that kind of stuff though when I was younger. Yeah. Like I that I remember thinking that was like cool because it's like, oh, you can fold it and bite it and then it's a hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like snowflake, you know, cutting out snowflakes. Right. You said you're gonna ask me something that had nothing to do with anything. Maybe this is stupid. Oh. Um I just <laughs> think it's weird. I guess I guess this was what I was thinking of. All right. Um, you know, like when there will be single stall bathrooms that are nonetheless gendered, even though that's stupid. Like it's stupid yeah. if I approach the men's room and there's a woman's room that's just a single stall that now I can't go in because it says women on it. Does it? But does it have maxi pads? No, I was going to say, does the men's have a urinal? No, it no, won't it, even have a urinal. No, there's, that's so there, stupid. I'm talking about like at a restaurant. A restaurant yeah. will have these kind of like single stall bathrooms. Sometimes the men's room. But will I have imagine a urinal. a urinal makes a lot less mess for someone peeing. Also, also if it has a, a urinal, it has a, if it has a urinal, it also has a toilet. Yeah. So like it's like like women can't be near urinals. Is yeah. that is that the issue? I mean, if I if I had a man living in my house again, I would absolutely put a urinal in my bathroom. Okay. Because. Every man I've ever been with has missed the toilet. Yeah. Almost every time they went to the bathroom. Like oh, some every time. Some of well, it is like seems... it's splashing out and it's getting on the floor in right. little increments. Yeah. And so then over a while, all of a sudden it smells like piss in there. Right. So right. I would get a I would get a urinal. Yeah. But um I don't know. The only reason I could see not letting men into the ladies is is because there's like a maxi like a, a tampon uh 
there's usually a little tampon <laughs> toilet. What I mean, not a tampon toilet, a tampon, <laughs> a tampon trash can next to the toilet. But so like, why wouldn't? Yeah, like, well, men are just gonna go through it and look <laughs> at your period <laughs> blood. Like, what? Yeah, that but, doesn't but make any sense. It doesn't. But then I wonder, like, oh, and like, it's like an existential thing too. I, I had it last night. I experienced it at, at a restaurant that I went to before seeing Babyface, and um, I was like, can I like just go in the women's room? Like, does it like? Mat- like it I, really doesn't I matter. go in the men's room but you don't want to be caught if there's a line I'll just go in the men's room I don't care actually funnily enough as I'm having this existential crisis at the show at Madison Square Garden theater there was apparently when when Ross went got up and to go to the bathroom in the middle of the show there was like a torrent of women coming into the men's room because the stalls were empty and it's the women's the room women. was yeah. yeah and so they were like we're just going to use these and to me that was the most sensible thing right like yeah, why Just, not? They're sitting there. There's a huge line. That that venue was so as long as you're not you're not like all weird about guys using the urinal, like whatever. It took us like half an hour to get into the actual theater. There was a twenty minute line for drinks. We missed John B. Wow. A twenty minute line for drinks. Yes. Jeez. It was crazy. It was really we wrote a song. We were writing a song in the in the <laughs> line. <laughs> was it it's actually really a Christmas good. song? No, it's uh, about like uh it's about like a woman. I don't wanna I want to say too much. You oh, okay. Know, Why you get it? Okay. It. Yeah, I want to hear it when it's done, though. No, yeah. <laughs> In the bathroom at Benihana, we went out for Rich's birthday at Benihana. Did I tell? Did Did Brian tell you what happened when I was in there? No. I went into the ladies' room there. There's only two stalls in the ladies' room, which was annoying. Yeah. And one of the stalls, there was a little girl crying. Oh. And. <laughs> <laughs> when I say little girl, she was anywhere between like ten and thirteen. Okay. But no, probably ten. Maybe, probably just like ten or eleven, maybe twelve. Twelve max. She was crying, and her friend was standing outside, and her friend was like, like distraught, and yeah. like was had her hands crossed. You could tell she she didn't know what the fuck to do. Was the periods like, happening? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Her first period. Wow. At Benihana. Yeah, and I I was there for the whole thing because there was only the one other stall that was usable, so yeah. it was a really long line. Yeah. And then when I went in, I was wearing that jumpsuit and it was so hard to get off. Oh, right, like, right. It had a button and it had like a necklace you had to undo and all this shit. So she said to her, the girl goes, do you want me to tell your dad that you just don't feel well? And she was like, yeah, get my mom. <laughs> <laughs> then her mom came in and it was pissed because her mom immediately started speaking French because uh-huh, she knew uh-huh. that it was embarrassing. Right. It was like, good on the mom. Right. I thought that this girl was having painful diarrhea uh-huh. because she was in there like crying. I was like, I was so pissed at first when she, the mom was speaking in a different language because I was like, I want to know what's happening in there. <laughs> It's like, why would she be crying and not feel well? It's probably because she's taking a crazy shit. <laughs> Moral support to get through it. <laughs> so then her mom comes in and then they're saying all this stuff or whatever. And then but by this time, I'm in the stall next to her. And then I hear the mom hand her something. And I was like, oh, OK. And then I could hear it's an unmistakable sound of a tampon. open. I mean, yeah, not a tampon, yeah. a pad opening. It's uh-huh. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then she was like, the girl was saying all this stuff in French and like whining and complaining. And the mom and the friend were outside laughing at her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. At everything that she was saying. And I was like, oh, it's like the it's her first period. This is crazy. Wow. I'm experiencing this. That's the, with her. Yeah. It's, that's the circle of menstruation. Totally. It's the it's a it's her monarchy. Yeah. That's a she'll never forget that moment, probably. And you were there. 
I'll never forget it, actually. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you've committed it to tape. Well, so, I'm going to have to or, edit this. I'm going right. to hear it a couple times. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll become ingrained. Yeah. At Babyface, he was great. He sounded good. He's 65. Oh, wow. But he did, after like the opening kind of thing, say he like slowed himself. He like stopped and he was like, I'm tired. And, you know, he was like, the baby face, not baby body. <laughs> <laughs> he wore like a, a sequined. I mean, it was like disco ball kind of suit. OK. Wait, did he only do his own songs or did he do the songs he's written for the people? last 30 minutes? 30 minutes of the show were a medley of like everything his number one hits not even i mean just like you know baby 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 tlc mm. bobby brown a suite of the bobby brown ones you know nice. uh don't be cruel that's what you want to hear uh yeah exactly roni uh he did can we talk he did uh my 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 uh just like basically everything that's that nice. you could possibly imagine <laughs> he didn't do superwoman <laughs> and he didn't do um knocked out by paula abdul but um, also, he did a wait to accept. He did Brandy sitting up in my room, and oh. uh, he did obviously Tony Braxton yeah. stuff. Um, but Whitney, he didn't sit. He like did the shoop shoops, but it was just like oh, actually, I can I can show you. It was actually like a really beautiful moment because it, she's on the big screen, oh. you know, and they took the stems, so uh, they got an acapella effect. Nineteen ninety six. I had the honor and the pleasure and the blessing of writing and producing this next song for one of our greatest artists of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, Whitney Houston. Everyone falls in love sometimes. Sometimes it's wrong. Oh, Sometimes it's right for every man. Someone must fail. You have chills. Yeah, I would too. Also, everybody was singing along yeah, to it's everything. Right here, yeah. Look, y'all gonna have to stand up with Whitney Houston. Get on your feet. Come on, y'all. That's nice. It was. It was a great show. I was surprised. It was better than I thought it was going to be. But he, the the medley at the end is just like yeah, that makes absolutely. It very he had, on top. Yeah, and that it went on for so long. It was not a ten minute medley. Right. It was thirty. It like, was I've an seen, act of the show. I went to Dolly Parton's Bluegrass when her Bluegrass album came out. Yeah, and um, which is a good album actually. And mm -hmm. I don't even really like that kind of music, but I, yeah. it's it's nice. And it had a kind of profile when it came out. Right, it was one she of, covers Candlebox. <laughs> uh, doesn't when, where does she cover um uh Collective Soul? Was that on a different? Oh, is that, that follow? It's like yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah, that's collective soul. Okay, collective soul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Candlebox is that song about that like strippers dance to. I don't know any Candlebox songs. You know this song. I mean, I, I, but they've never sunk in, is what I mean. I actually love this song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. But see, I, the, the reason that's I, a stripper main, like the okay. feature stripper kind of dance song, right? I, that's yeah. what I imagine. I, I can so see a girl spinning around a pole to that. I also never, um, I would also always turn the, the channel. Oh, on I love that on. song. Yeah, I was never into, I could never get into them. And I liked a lot of them. Like, I, I really like the first Stone Temple, the first two Stone Temple Pilots yeah. albums, you know? 
my mom's father, who was like such a cheap ass. I didn't have like much of a relationship with him. He shot a dog. He did. He shot a dog. He murdered a dog. So it kept getting their dog pregnant. He was a terrible person. He, um, he shot a dog for getting her, their dog pregnant? Mm-hmm. Because they kept, they didn't get their, the neighbors didn't get their dog fixed and they let it just run off the leash. Sounds like he didn't get his dog fixed either. In the neighborhood. And well, he kept his dog in the backyard and their dog would come in the backyard all the time and get their dog pregnant. And so the first Get your dog time, fixed. I wonder if they even did that back then. Maybe they didn't and you just had to like chain them up. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'd take that for granted. So he went over to the family and he was like, the next time your dog is out, I'm going to shoot it in the head. And everyone just thought he was being a psycho and, you know, making threats. Then when the dog got their dog pregnant again, he took it to Jones Beach and he shot it in the head. Awful. Anyway, he got us a fruit of the month club. A dog shooting in this episode. <laughs> there is. There's uh, all angry men. He, uh, yeah. he was an NYPD cop. So, uh, but he got us a fruit of the month club subscription at one point. I would see him like maybe once a year, maybe the month they sent pineapple. I don't know if I'd ever had pineapple before. I was really young. It was a lot of pineapples. I ate every single one of them. And it's like all I ate for days. My mouth was so <laughs> fucked up. It was like I had like like sores on the inside, like lesions. <laughs> oh, what were you going to show me? Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Are you listening to her memoir? I didn't start it yet. Oh my God, I'm going to make a supercut of all of her needless asides. This is the most long-winded story I've ever heard. A person, just anything, just she'll comment on anything. I mean, it's, it is it is it is funny and charming. She's certainly doing a thing. Yeah, listen to this one. This is good. As I was explaining this, I was setting down my shopping bag because I always carried some food, unsalted pretzels, Oreos, <laughs> which I have to remove the white guck in the middle. Almonds, because you never well, know I when you'll agree with her stay. there. <laughs> that idea came from my mother. Or maybe it's part of the collective unconscious of European Jews, because what if a pogrom came and you had to get across the border fast? You have to have a little something to eat until you get to the next country. <laughs> she doesn't eat the cream of the Oreos. <laughs> and the fact that she's like talking about it, she just talks about everything that comes into her head. She's like, here's what I'm like. <laughs> for 40 hours. I love that. <laughs> for almost 50 hours. Hmm. It is, it's truly absolutely unhinged and it should have been edited, but I get why it wasn't. And I'm, I'm glad that it exists in this form. Yeah. It's really a lot. And she is absolutely giving you who she is. Uh, have you seen what Stacy and Darcy look like lately? Well, I feel like they've popped up in certain times, but I haven't but gotten a good really look. really lately, because I've no, seen them. I feel like they're always blurry when I see I, them, so I don't know what they right. look like at all. I, so I've, I've, exactly, I've seen them in like with, in crazy, they use crazy filters and stuff, like yeah. Snapchat filters and things like that, Instagram filters. Yes, they just, they're con it's like Vaseline on the lens of their life. Okay, they're really different now. Now it looks like they're wearing a mask but not necessarily a mask more like like it's more like a like a hood that you that like maybe mickey mouse would put on you know like like a character at a theme park you know what i'm talking about it's like not a mask it's a whole head yeah, they're wearing know, a head yes i know but what characters are like at theme parks sure hey guys it's what darcy world? guess where we are we are at katarina bochi if i ran My into them i would not know that that was them and i i recognize her voice right but no i would never i didn't even realize it was them at first this is the place to be she is definitely one of a kind 
the most amazing this celebrity is strange. Right? Designer, come to Michigan and be a K Bochi bride, guys. Right. She's the best. Be they look more star. different now than they did, though, because that's that's Darcy and Stacy, right? I can't tell. I'm pretty sure that's Darcy. I'm almost positive, and they look less like each other now somehow. Probably going to different doctors. It's like it's like they're different interpretations of their appearance and they they're they're it almost seems like they're accentuating the eccentricities, the, the differences in them. They look like that guy who is trying to look like Ken. Ken. Yeah. They look just like him. Okay, and then the other thing, I wanted to give you an update on Katie and Harvey. Oh yeah. Katie I Price. saw that they'd been like in the news or something, right? Oh, they were? Well, they I always know, I, and the sun was on my feed. Until... I get them in I get them in TikToks. So they're on TikTok and Katie makes, I, I really like her. She's a British tabloid star, basically. Basically. She's like the premiere. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but like that's, that's mostly, that's what she's famous for there is being in the tabloids. So yeah. she's there. She is the tabloid star. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but she has had a bunch of reality shows and I really like her. I think she's like endearing and she just seems really authentic all the time to me. You know, like she's not trying to be I don't know it just she seems real and and I like that like I like when people are just like real like that mm-hmm. and I really really like how she is with her son she has a son who has um, a number of different issues one of them being autism um, but he has other like uh, physical disabilities disabilities and then she has two other children with her ex Peter Andre they're like teenagers now and Harvey's a bit older than that I think he's maybe in his early 20s okay I think the way that she raises him is probably viewed as controversial in some ways, uh-huh. but she really does treat him like a regular kid. And she, she, you know, treats him like she treats her other kids. Like she's wants him to have all those same experiences and she's just really good with him. She's so hands-on. She's always trying to get him the best care possible. And she's, you know, honest about that. So she took him to a nightclub. It was the first time you ever went to a nightclub. Uh-huh. And I thought it was really charming. I don't I'll just show you. What I want to know is, mm. how did you like the nightclub? Really fantastic. Did you really love it? <laughs> yes. Are you happy you woke up for it? Yes. Do you want to come back again? Next time. Do you? Yes, mummy. Wow, what do you say to Justin who picked us up, who's, who run the club? Thank you, Justin. You're welcome, but I'm called Simon. I love it, babe. Just to do the oh, oh, what is it? I'm sorry. What do you say to Simon, Harv? Thank you, Simon. You're welcome, Harv. It's been nice to meet you. Oh, I love this it. That's name wrong. <laughs> what did you think of all the girls, Harv? Really gorgeous and beautiful. <laughs> well, I feel like Harvey's come <clears throat> quite a way right? in terms of his engagement. Well, and he really he kind has. of stays on task. She's and- really, like, she's made sure he's had, like, the best, like, Remember that that special yeah. we watched, and mm-hmm. she was trying to find like a like a college for him to go. Oh, Harvey and me. I think so. It was really good. Anyway, I thought that was cute. It's really cute. It's um. I listened to the Illegal Their Own book. Oh right, you told me that. So I do have like the Madonna gossip from there that yeah, I can play. Like, yeah. Just like how she was a diva and stuff. There's only like a few. There, there's like there. I'll play you the one section where she really gets into it. This is I say the Illegal Their Own book. It's called No Crying and Bite. No, no crying in baseball. Baseball. No, crying. <laughs> it's by Aaron Carlson, and uh, it's a great book about the making of a league of their own, and it puts into perspective basically everybody's careers at the time. So it goes into the fact that like Tom Hanks really needed a hit. Remember, he had like a string of flops after Big. Right, because this was before Forrest Gump or yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. A League of Their Own was kind of his his upswing. Yeah, wow. and then and then Forrest Gump, the one two punch of Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, and then just. 
took it another level. But yeah, after Big, he kind of floundered. There was Jovo versus the Volcano. Yeah, that was a flop. The Burbs. Apparently, Penny Marshall was like a big kind of like collector and she was really into true crime. And so one day her assistant was like going through her stuff and found these crime scene Jeffrey Dahmer photos. She had like giant like eight by twelves of of like various things because she knew somebody in the uh, where in Wisconsin was he? Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee. Yes. Apparently she knew someone in the police department. And there's just like there's just like a, a few things about Madonna. It really seemed like Madonna was a huge pain in the ass, <laughs> you know, like more like because when you watch stuff, people are like, oh, my God, it was just like a team and there was no drama, whatever. People were most irritated by Madonna, it seems. <laughs> the absent Madonna and Biddy Schram were meant to appear in the vignette as objects of the etiquette instructor's ire, not specimens who met with her approval. So they're talking about the etiquette scene, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, gracefully and grandly. Biddy wanted to have a black tooth, and so she put some black stuff on her tooth, Freddie says. However, Madonna copied Biddy, stealing her bit, which meant Biddy couldn't do it. The bit stealing was a pattern for Madonna. If she liked someone's idea in rehearsal, she would often take that idea for herself. It's kind of what she always did with her music. Right? <laughs> when Freddie went to retrieve props that she had selected for the scene, the prop man told her that Madonna took them. What? And you let her? Well, it is Madonna, he said. <laughs> okay, I see how it is, she thought. We had a shoot, and I got a lot of attention and she didn't because, of course, they were making them all look as bad as possible, and she couldn't stand that moment. Freddie and Madonna had struck a lopsided friendship. At one point, Madonna sent Freddie a bunch of clothes because she said she dressed like white trash. But it wasn't until the props incident that Freddie began to distance herself. So that's, that's Freddie. That's um, uh, Ellen Sue. Okay. Tall and Nordic. Yeah, blonde. She's like the the beauty queen. Yeah. One-on-one, Madonna could be sweet and caring. But at charm school, a group setting, she was Madonna, the star who did what she wanted. She messed with Molly Malinger, Andracek's lone female camera assistant. As Molly crawled on the filthy floor moving the actress's marks, Madonna refused to step off hers so that Molly could move it. Excuse me, she said, looking up at Madonna. Could you please step off your mark? Madonna slammed her foot down on the mark, grinding into it. Molly wasn't about Why? to beg. Fine, Just to she be thought. Seems like I'll it. leave it, and you'll be out of focus. Here's another one. Okay. But still, Mo felt inconsequential, just like everyone else showing off. I used to be a star, she lamented to Penny. You're making me an extra. While Lori and others within the Carvery name, at least one production assistant, Lou Baldwin, a college student from Texas, arched his eyebrow as she demanded Evian over ordinary water and took her time filming takes. Was she that much of a princess? Or was she parodying quote-unquote Madonna? the artistic creation shaped from her blood, sweat, and DNA 
Or were perfectionism and stage fright causing diva-like delays? All of the above, perhaps. With Madonna, the lines smudged like yesterday's eyeliner. Penny hated this used to be my playground and was like, that is not a hit. <laughs> but then it ended up being a hit, right? It went to number one. Yeah. It's crazy. But um, what Madonna did was she sent it to everybody because she knew that if she, she like, there was something in her contract that basically guaranteed her a spot on the soundtrack if she chose to take it. Okay. So she sent it to like Amy Pascal and Penny and a bunch of different people. And then that made it so that like Penny couldn't just reject it. Everybody had heard it and there was stuff riding on it at that point. And Amy Pascal loved it. She also outed. Who, who, wait, who's the one that's not Betty Spaghetti but looks like Betty Spaghetti? Anne Ramsey. Helen is Helen. Right. She's the one who I thought was the other Anne Ramsey. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> she like, here's an anecdote. Carol, here's Madonna. Madonna, my roommate, Carol, said Ramsey, introducing her girlfriend to her co-star. Roommate, huh? Yeah, right. Madonna said. <laughs> Ramsey started laughing. She can see that we both have rings on, she recalls. We weren't married, of course. She put it right there, Madonna. And I was like, you're so fucking right, in my head. What am I doing? Like, I'm not fooling one person here. But like that, it just, she really seemed to talk to people like she owned the world. Right. And would just say whatever, like that guy when he told that story about how they were at a buffet and or like, you know, at a party at the spread. And she was like, you're a fat pig. And uh, it goes into also Deborah Winger's Deborah Winger was signed on to play right. Dottie and left because of Madonna and has made it very clear. Yeah. She said it was like an Elvis movie. And it was stunt casting. Yeah. But before she ever met Madonna, it was just when she heard Madonna was cast. Well, um, Carlson points out very sharply, very shrewdly that um, with a sharp eye uh, mm -hmm. that Madonna had dissed her performance in The Sheltering Sky, the Paul, the adaptation of the Paul Bowles book that she loved. She talked about that book. And I think she wanted that part, actually. Uh, That's why she was talking about the book, I think. And said that Deborah Winger was all wrong in The Advocate in 1991. So maybe Deborah Winger held that against her. I just... I mean, maybe maybe that movie would have been totally fine with her in it, but I just can't see it. I just don't want a world in which there's a Deborah Winger playing Dottie in A League of Their Own. No, it has to be Gina Davis. Totally. Although I can see Deborah Winger does look more like she could be a sister to Lori Petty. Yes, exactly. With the exactly. big blue eyes. Totally. And and also Deborah Winger seems more like a baseball player to me. Just the way that she like totally. carries herself. Totally. You know? All right. Well, we're going to go over to the bonus. Um, should I tease it? I'll tease it. A lot has been going on. Like, she's not going to have listened to all of this shit. I, who knows There's what she'll no, do. Who knows what she'll do, but she's only, she's mostly interested in herself. Right. Well, if you, if you can guess who we're talking about, or you're curious about who we're talking about, pay the five bucks and go to the bonus. Pay, pay 10 and get Wawu. Yeah. A you may as well. It's a good deal. A&TM. You get lots of content. You do. And we're rewatching America's Next Top Model, and Michael I feel too. like I'm living, I'm reliving my youth. Me too. You know. Also, because April went to college with us. So she did. Yeah. So it, it goes back. Is bringing me back to that time. It's it's great and a lot of fun. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So we're gonna talk all about some stuff that's been going on with you know who. Right. But oh, and we're also gonna talk about um, Jezebel, Jezebel folding. Yeah. R.I.P. Jezebel. Right. We should have talked about it on Maine. 
Uh, I'm but sorry. You know, we should, we're just, you know what? Pay for that. I don't have a job. So yeah. why don't you pony up some money and, right. and fund me? Yes. Go f- <laughs> come fund me <laughs> on Patreon, please. Patreon.com slash pot psychology. Oh, wait. Also, but I just want to say that I have things to say. Right. We're going to talk about the Liz Winstead of it all because I yes. never did that publicly ever. Right. Wow. Ever. For the first time, For the Tracy first time. Morrissey speaking out. 15 She's years later. Breaking her legendary silence. <laughs> but I am. Wow. And <laughs> right. I'm and I'm here for it. All right. So Wait, thank oh. oh here, I want to play you the song that I want to play. Uh, I just I'll set it up because we didn't talk about this at all. This isn't related to anything in the episode. But there's this I think that there's this amazing version. This AI, I know everybody hates AI, but um but somebody made Homer Simpson sing Born Slippy by Underworld, the song from Train Spotting. Right. You know that yeah. song? The account is Meme Music 117 on TikTok. I want I want it to take us out. Okay. Trap boy, dark boy, judging on me and your boy In the doorway, boy, she was a lipstick boy She was a beautiful boy and tears, boy And all in your inner space, boy I had hand girls, boy, and steel, boy You had chemicals, boy, out close some close to you, boy And you just groaned, boy She said, come over, come over She smiled at you, boy Judging on me and your boy in the doorway, boy. She was a lipstick boy, she was muted a boy and tears, boy. And all in your inner space, boy, I had hand girls, boy, and steel, boy. And had chemicals, boy, I'd grown supposed to use, boy. And